Hello and welcome to What You've Been Watching, an up-to-the-minute film and TV podcast where your host and leading film critic Roshan Chandy gives you his recommendations for what to watch in the world of TV and film. Hello everyone, Roshan Chandy here and welcome to this week's episode of What You've Been Watching. It's really good to be back because I haven't been podcasting for a long time now, maybe about two months to be honest. I've got a very special guest for you today. He's called Ben Gummery and he's the director of a brilliant podcasting documentary called One Voice, One Mic. Um, you know, I also have reviews of Black Widow, of A Quiet Place Part 2 and In the Heights. Um, and we, you'll, you'll get to listen to my interview with Ben shortly after I tell you what I've been watching. So I've been watching Black Widow and I saw this at Cineworld last week. Um, you know, I, I was, I've been meaning to see this for ages now because it's been delayed about six times to be honest. Um, I didn't get to see it on opening night like I wanted to because I was self-isolating because my brother had COVID. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's been released simultaneously on Disney Plus and I started watching it on Disney Plus. I got right up to the Nirvana cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit and then switched it off because I really wanted to see it at the big screen and I did last week. For the most part, it's good fun. I mean, I think I perhaps enjoyed the experience of seeing it on the big screen more than I enjoyed the actual film itself. Um, the basic plot is that Scarlett Johansson is back as Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow. Florence Pugh is her half-sister, Yelena Belova. Uh, Ray Winston is the big bad taskmaster, um, you know, with a geographically unsure Cockney accent um, and, and a plot to destroy the world. I think we all go to a Black Widow movie to see Scarlett Johansson kick ass and look hot, and she absolutely does here, but she's not the star of the show. That, without question, is Florence Pugh, who is 25 years old, slightly older than me, <laughs> and, um, you know, best actress working under 30, and, you know, a thoroughly nice girl. Um, you know, the, the, I, I loved the fight scenes, I loved the uh, Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh's sisterly chemistry, and I also loved the, uh, you know, I, I well, I, 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 I loved... I want to see a Yelena spin-off, a Florence Pugh spin-off, a kind of Florence Pugh revenge flick. That's what I really want to see. Um, but uh, it's, it's you know, I, I think it was a terrific movie, actually. I really, really enjoyed it, basically. And it's very Bondian kind of mild movie. I mean, it's even got a moody Nirvana-esque, you know, cover of a, of a Nirvana classic, basically, as a theme song. And it's also got, um, you know, Eastern European baddie. So it's very Bondian in that sense. Um, I just say, bring on that Yelena spin-off. And it, boy, it was good to be back at the cinema. That's Black Widow and it's in cinemas now. So now it's time for my interview with Ben Gumry. Here it is. So this is my podcast guest interview with um, Ben Gummery. Uh, tell us a bit, little bit about yourself and what you do for a living. Okay, so I, um, I've worked in events and I'm more recently working for a TV production company, but I also run my own uh, film and TV website, Indie Mac User. Um, so kind of reviewing films and doing news articles, that kind of thing. So I've done that for about eight years. Oh, nice. Um, so the title of this podcast is What You've Been Watching. So now I ask you what you've been watching. Okay, so if we do a film, the last film I saw was Space Jam 2, <laughs> uh, which I've got, got some thoughts about that one. Um, and then TV, been watching Fear Street on Netflix, the Fear Street films. 
Nice. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Space Jam because I, I saw it the other day and I thought it was, it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. It's certainly the worst film I've yeah. seen. Yeah. It was shockingly bad, basically. I hated that movie, basically. And I wrote a really scathing review of it on my blog, basically. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was absolutely terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, so obviously you're making... You, the reason why I'm interviewing you is because you've obviously made this documentary, which I've seen, which is terrific, by the way. I thought it was a really, really good um, documentary, basically. And uh, it's a documentary called One Voice, One Mic, and it's about podcasting. Um, and I suppose what I've got to ask you is, what was your core, your core goal when making One Voice, One Mic? Uh, well, I think the main thing was just trying to make a bit more awareness because people, and obviously podcasting has come a long way and it used to be when you'd have to explain to people what it is. I think now people know more what it is, but they still don't really understand how it works and how people make money from it or they don't make money from it or how you start a podcast or what it actually is and there's still a lot so I was trying to kind of like raise awareness of that and how like how easy it is to, to do a podcast but also what the problems are with doing it as well yeah no absolutely um and, and I think you did that really well actually basically because I, I think I really got a sense of the kind of because I am a podcaster myself so I know a little bit about this basically so I really got the sense of the highs and lows of podcasting and I thought what was really really interesting was especially your sort of when when you talked about the kind of history behind podcasting for example when you talked about um uh how it's coined by the guardian back in 2004 i think it was basically. yeah 2005 so it's kind of it sort of is recent really still recent but um yeah and, and and i thought that was really interesting because i'll be honest i'm not a guardian reader basically you know i find them quite smug and morally superior but it's great to know that they invented the term podcasting essentially basically you know and um, I, I, I think that 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 was was you know because podcasting is you know it's, it's part of what I do at the moment basically you know and and it's such a terrific medium I think basically I mean that really moves into my my next question really because I'll give it, I'll give a bit of background to this question because I am a film critic I'm a freelance film critic um, and uh, I write for many different publications I write for my own blog you know um, and when I interviewed someone else actually a couple of weeks ago on my podcast, basically, I, I asked them, um, well, he, he specifically said that people don't always have the time or the kind of energy sometimes to like read film reviews, but, you know, they, they always would have a time to listen to a podcast about film, for example, basically. And film criticism is increasingly becoming endangered by the sort of digital age, basically, you know, with, with the invention of blogs, you know, and, and, and film critics are finding themselves increasingly... Um, at odds with, um, you know, j just the general public. You know, it's, it's so easy for anyone to uh, create a blog and write film reviews these days. Um, but podcasting has really opened up a new dimension to that, uh, to that sort of, you know, it's a set to, to that, to film criticism, which is essentially, it's essentially the kind of, you know, a broadcast of the kind of chat you have after, um, you know, seeing a film basically you know and, and and discussing a film with friends essentially so do you think podcasting is the essential medium for film criticism i think that's that's a, that's a really interesting one uh, i think it is like i suppose it is the barriers of entry as well because you know it's not like before before that it wouldn't be like you you could have an opinion of a film but no one's gonna unless you've got like a degree in journalism and you've, you've published in the paper or whatever no one's gonna see it or care about what you say but anyone can do a film review podcast, I suppose. And so uh, there's that angle. The, the thing I do, I enjoy is like, you can have, especially if you have a podcast with there's more than one host, you could have someone that's really likes the film and someone that really hates the film. And that's really fun to see that kind of dynamic. Um, 
and also I think people are a lot more honest when they're on a podcast talking about films as well um, it's not like a, it's not like a thought out response that when you're writing it when you're doing a review um, yeah absolutely I, I totally agree um, so what do you think is the future of podcasting uh, when in some ways I think it's here because we're seeing now all the celebrities will practically every celebrity will have their own podcast now as a way to connect with their audience or to monetize it and like all films like Disney and Marvel are starting to do podcasts now um, but then again I think we're heading towards and Spotify are kind of doing this now is the, the Netflix of podcasts you know like a subscription service so you're paying a monthly subscription and you're getting then all these different podcasts yeah of course, podcasts used to be free, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how long that's um, going to last. No, now. I know. But that's, that's, that's kind of the evolution. Yeah. Where, that's where things are going now. It's become very, very sort of franchise focused, I think, basically. You know, well, when, but yeah, but we feel like Joe Rogan are signing deals for like two, three million pounds or yeah. something for a podcast. Um, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it, it, is, it is really crazy, basically. And I think podcasting is, I think it is very much the future, certainly the future of film criticism, I think, basically, because um, the print medium itself, basically, is, I think, almost under threat from podcasting because of the fact that podcasting, anyone can create a podcast about and talk about film, essentially, now in a way that, you don't, as you've said, basically, you, you don't necessarily need a degree in journalism, for example, basically, to, to even just to write a blog, for example, about film. Um, you know, anyone can do that, basically. I mean, you know, whether, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that everyone can do it to a certain standard as such, basically. I think you have to be quite um, savvy with tech and, 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 and savvy with writing, basically, to really, really... Um, you know, go far as a film critic, basically. But I think that, it, you know, podcasting has certainly opened up a new dimension for kind of aspiring film critics to, um, you know, launch themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, what are your plans post One Voice, One Mic? Uh, so well, One Voice, One Mic, we should, I should say it's a sh it is a short documentary, but it does run about 20 minutes. Um, but now my, my next project is a feature and it's Kev Heads, which is, it's looking at the fandom of Kevin Smith, the uh, writer-director Kevin Smith. And so basically there's people all over the world that kind of follow his films and his podcasts and everything, and they then go on and make their own films and creative works and things like that. So it's clearly inspiring stories. So yeah. we're kind of, that's in development. Well, we've, we have quite a bit of stuff shot already, and then we're kind of also in development, hopefully raise some money to do the principal photography for that, hopefully next year. Yeah. So, so when when can we expect to see that, and when can we, and where exactly, in terms of digital um, platforms, can we sort of see that? Yeah. So we kind of kind of had a bit of a delay with COVID and everything. Kind of put a lot of our plans on stop, but um, getting started again next year. So hopefully, it should be done next year. Oh, yeah. I there. Should no, be no. done next year, and then hopefully we'll be out on uh, Amazon and all the usual places. Um, yeah, because I mean, Amazon, is, 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 Amazon is obviously where One Voice, One Mic was, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's on there, basically, and it's shown on Amazon Prime, basically. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would advise as many people as possible to watch it, basically, because it's a really, really interesting watch in terms of, um, you know, in terms of laying out the kind of highs and lows and the kind of basics of podcasting, I think it does a really, really 
you know, as well as well as giving us a history lesson, basically, essentially into the kind of history of podcasting and looking towards the future, I think. Um, but yeah, um, but Ben, thank you so much for agreeing to sit down to do this interview. Um, you've given some great answers and, uh, you know, you're, you've been a great guest, you know, here on this podcast. Um, it's great to talk about podcasting, especially as someone who's a podcaster myself with a fellow podcaster. And also, you know, and, and, and you know, it's great because I, I've had several guests on this podcast before, basically, you know, including George White, who's the editor of Indivisible. Um, and, uh, but, but they've all, I'm yet, un, until meeting you, basically, I was yet to have an actual filmmaker actually come on to my podcast, basically. So you you, you proudly hold the honour of being my first filmmaker. Oh, that's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Okay, well, thanks for having me. It's good to yeah. talk about uh, podcasts. There's something about the idea of just breaking into song that just, you know, robs a movie of narrative depth, I think, basically. Um, so I, when I first saw the trailer for In the Heights, which is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who made Hamilton, I was really expecting it to be crap. I mean, it looked like my worst nightmare. Crap songs bad you know over sexualized females and you know and 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 just you know that that sort of sense that this is just not real that you know it's migraine inducing some of those songs that you hear in the trailer for example boy was i wrong i mean i loved in the heights basically it's basically about a dominican community in uh in, in in washington heights new york basically it's about gentrification and young love and aspirations for a better life essentially i loved the songs i loved antonio ramos in the lead and his abs i loved melissa barrera who's hot 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 and uh, I loved their chemistry in particular. I loved their, um, you know, they, they are absolutely the kind of romantic relationship that I would like to pursue. Honestly, this is one of the best musicals I've ever seen. I mean, I'm not a big La La Land fan as much as I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, but this is the kind of movie that I imagine all those La La Land fans saw. And, 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 it's the, and I had exactly the same experience as the La La Land fanatics, basically, when watching In the Heights because it is, you know, it, it, it's genuinely a life-changing experience watching this movie. It made me feel better about myself and it made me feel better about the world watching it. Um, it's my favourite film of the year and that's In the Heights, it's in cinema. So we've got time to talk about one more film and I'm going to talk about Quiet Place Part 2. Now, this was one of the first movies delayed due to COVID and it's appropriate now that it's one of the first movies to reopen cinemas because it's very, it's, it, it's very apt for the current pandemic times. I mean, it's about a world in global crisis and people having to come together to support each other in times of crisis. Basic plot is that Emily Blunt is the has just given birth to a baby and they've left the house, you know, where she gave birth in silence. They're now venturing out into the outside world. Uh, Killian Murphy is a survivor, is 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 another survivor who tries to who 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 gets together with them and and they they work with each other. Um, it's um, you know, I think 
what I loved about this movie is is very much like I loved about the first one is that you have it, it requires audiences to really behave themselves in a way that they don't normally when they're in the cinema. In fact, when I was watching the movie, someone actually asked someone else basically, "Can you stop talking, please?" Basically, um, and I, I would—it's not the kind of thing I would have said. I'm, I would have been much more forceful with my effing and blinding, telling them to shut the fuck up <laughs> if they were, um, you know, if if if, if they were talking during a film basically especially a film like this where you have to absolutely be attuned with your senses and absolutely in silence while watching it um it's got a real understanding of silent cinema where physical gestures and actions speak louder than words and the creatures look fantastic i mean they look all rubbery and grotesque and gloopy very much like if the xenomorph from alien and the fly from david cronenberg's the fly had a baby essentially I loved this movie. I can't wait for part three. It ends with a teaser for part three. And on the strength of the sequel, it will be even better. Because this sequel is even better than the first. That's Quiet Place part two. and it's So that's it for this week's show. And I couldn't leave you without asking you the big question. That's what you've been watching. I want to know what you've watched, whether it's at a cinema, at home, at a drive-in, wherever, basically. Just tell me what you've watched. Email me at my email address. That's... Uh, what you've been watching at roshansreviews.co.uk. I'll thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. <laughs>